This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back from Arfield. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yes! Michael Keane! Oh, 
is justice at the Amex Stadium. Burnley are level and deserve to be. Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after Burnley. Got back to winning ways, grabbed another three points. Obviously, we got the draw midweek against Watford, um, but we bounced back against their rivals. Beat Luton down at Kellerworth Ward at Road, sorry, thanks to uh, an Ashley Barnes penalty. Um, lads, how are we doing? We've got Nathan here from Burnley Mundial. How are you doing, mate? Morning, yeah, not bad, thanks yourself. Yeah, good. And uh, I get Neil. I guess we can start calling you a, a, a turfcast panelist now. You're here pretty much not every week, as I say to people. As I do like to mix it up, but I think I think you're probably the guy that's definitely here the more. So there that's going on my Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah, how, how per- perfect. Right. Uh, there we go. Yeah, uh, turfcast panelist. How are you, Neil? Are you all right? Yeah, not bad, mate. You? Yeah, I'm good. Um, the coffees do taste better in the morning when Burnley have had three points, don't they? Um, I do like I do like the Sunday morning vibe of the show. It's a shame that Sam works on Sunday mornings, but I do like the Sunday morning vibes on the show because we're all drinking coffees. We're all chilled, but it's good to see some of the regular names in the chat. Safe says, hi, Joe. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? I know I say this every week, but I'm sure I'll see you on Be Real later. Um, Simon Harvey says, another brilliant three points, one of our toughest games and opponents of the season. Yeah, they made it difficult, didn't they? They made it difficult. Neil, I'll start with you. Um, tough game, wasn't it, really? Um, they turned it into a battle, didn't let us play, got in our faces, not necessarily overly aggressive, um, as some people would maybe label us in the Premier League, which I disagreed with, that's a different debate, but not overly aggressive, but they are in our faces, they made sure we didn't have any time on the ball, and they were just very, very intense, weren't they? Yeah, very, they had a very good game plan, and they, they did it really well. Um, I thought, uh, someone tweeted, it might have been you actually, but someone tweeted that they they'd managed to block Teller completely. They obviously knew what his strengths were and managed to counteract that perfectly. Um, but yeah, they were causing they were causing down. They were, yeah, in our faces. They weren't aggressive. They were how we play, really, how, or how we played in the Premier League yeah. um, against us. And it worked really well for them. Yeah, they really, really started our threat, didn't they? Of course, the only, only goal we got was from a penalty. Um, so that just goes to show... Um, how well they actually did with stopping his play. Nathan, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it's pretty similar, really. Um, I thought Luton were... That's often, to be fair. I thought they were one of the better teams we faced this season, actually, that they stood up to us. They didn't um, didn't sit back and, and try and... Well, not sit with the opposite. didn't try and play against us because I think a lot of teams have tried playing against us and it, it, it ain't worked. And, you know, they didn't mess about with time-wasting. They, they just dug in and, and really blocked it. They... they Pointed us towards the centre of the, the goal quite a lot, and that just didn't work for Ashley Teller. Um, you know, it, it just weren't working, and it, it forced Barnes to drop quite deep actually at times, and he, he sort of took himself out of the game for the first half. But um, no, I thought Luton were, were, were decent, but I think it shows how good we are that even when we're off it and facing a stubborn team, we can still make them chances, make them moments, and dig out and dig out of three points. So happy with that yesterday, really happy. Yeah, as Trucker says there, it's uh, it's no wonder Luton have a great home record over these past few years. Real difficult place to get a result. What a great heart forward win. And that's just going back to what you two boys were just saying then, isn't it, Neil? It's a difficult place to go, difficult team to play against. So the fact that we managed to dig out a result here. And I liked Company's post-match comments as well, where he said, you know, we relish these types of games. Yeah, this, this is the type yeah. of game that's given me the most satisfaction in winning. And we relish these types of wins more than any other. It, because they have to dig deep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is easy. a sign of a good side, Sorry. isn't it? Sorry, it's a yeah. sign of a good side, isn't it? If you if you can get a result from a performance like that, and we've done it for a couple of games now. Where obviously Preston was mind blowing, but uh, Watford the other night, and then last yesterday we've not played that well, but still managed to pick something up, and that's always a sign of a good team. So I can see why he's satisfied with it. Yeah, he said it himself, didn't he? End of game that he, he'd have loved to play in that game, especially probably from playing. You know, if he'd have played in our team, company would have played in our backline. He'd have loved it. You know how like aggressive it were, how difficult it were, and tight pitch, you know, a bit naff in places, but um, you know, credit to the lads that they, they took all the batterings and bruisings and, and stuck at it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, as Ryan says here in the comments, it was the absolute definition of a title winning side reminded me on United under Fergie. Um, Neil, you said something to me on Twitter yesterday. Um, I think it was on Twitter or Instagram, um, where I said something like, oh, we've not really played that well, but we've won. And that's a similar sort of thing yeah. what Ryan's saying there. I and mean, it's a sign of a good... I know, I know we've said it before on the podcast, and I said it again on the 60-second review last night, but it's a sign of a good team when you cannot play well and have the game completely taken out of your comfort zone. Because that's all want, Luton wanted to do to us. They didn't want us to let yeah. us play in our way and still manage to dig out a result. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a sign of champions, isn't it? It's always been the teams that have won their respective leagues have always managed to get results like that and found a way to win. Um, yeah. And that's what that's what we've done. So, yeah. And then obviously, we'll probably come on to it, but obviously Sheffield United dropped more points as well. So, we've opened that gap up now. So, it's, it could, someone's put in the chat actually, that it could be a, one of those crucial wins that could be one of those moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Glyn makes a good point here about the pitch as well. I, I don't think that helped us at all. Oh, uh, shocking, man. hands. A terrible pitch. The worryingest thing I have about that is the Blackburn pitch ain't much better. If anything, it's worse. <laughs> so I'm hoping we don't go there and yeah. put in another shit performance. But I, I think I think we'll, we'll be up by them. Beat them. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have it. We've already said we've already shown um, that we have enough to beat them. But I, it's just it's just the game that you worry about more than any, isn't it? Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Nathan, the penalty. Yeah. They seem to have quite a few complaints about that, did they? I'm not really sure what they were complaining about. Anyone in the chat who thinks it wasn't a penalty, please let yourself know now, because I'd just be interested to see someone's point of view if they yeah. don't think that was a penalty. It was so blatant. Yeah, let yourself know and be known and then get out, because it's definitely a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you take your claret and blue glasses off, if it were the other way around and, you know, that... that absolute giant of a striker they had did the same thing and it hit Charlie Taylor's hand. You, none of us would sit here and go... That's never a penalty, you know. It, it, when he when he flicks the ball back, um, Vettinius flicks it back, and then he, we're going to drop on his right peg, and he'd have had a shot off on goal, wouldn't he? Not saying he'd have scored it, but he's denied a score scoring opportunity, so no qualms for me. And I don't know what their skipper's doing. You know, yeah, he's just I mean, got he's booked from arguing. He's he's the guy that's supposed to be the yeah. the, the level headed one. If Court were doing right. that, I'd be livid. I would say I would. I said that to about me and my missus were watching it yesterday. I, if I in fact, if Cork had done that, I'd have been fuming. I mean, it would have done, done mm. quite a good few weeks' worth of work from him. You know, just that's the one person in your team that you need to just say, right, it's happened, let's get on with it, you know. Um, but, yeah, definite penalty for me, Stonewaller. Yeah, Stonewaller. And he deserved to be sent off as well, didn't he? Obviously, um, mm. sarcastically, sarcastically yeah. sorry, applauding the referee in his face. Uh, yeah. Neil, I presume you echo them sentiments, definite penalty? Oh, 100%. 100%. There's no way... I'd... No, if you if you look at that and don't think it's a pen, then you don't you don't watch football. You don't know football. End of the day, Stonewall. Yeah, as uh, someone here, yeah, as Trucker says in the comments, it wasn't Stonewaller. It was a granite waller. <laughs> granite waller. That's yeah. that. I've never heard that one before. But I might I might I might use that. I might use that going <laughs> forward. Um, I, it's I do think it's a penalty, but I think it's unfortunate for them because is 
I don't think he's naturally moved his arm. The arms, because he's moving forward, the arm has then sort of like gone behind him. So it's unfortunate, but it's still a pain. Yeah. And maybe that maybe it's a sign of a team coming from the lower leagues against a sign coming from the Premier League because it's a it's it's a, a Premier League penalty all day long, especially with VAR. But you might not necessarily get given so much in the conference, for example, or League One, League Two, where Luton have been in the last few years. Yeah, but that's the problem yeah. with the whole handball rule in general. It's the inconsistency. Yeah. up and down the like the leagues especially but that could have easily not have been given if that were another referee on another day it could have easily just gone no I didn't mean it he was just using his arms to balance and it's just hit his arm but if that's anywhere else on the pitch it's a free kick you know it, it, the play gets stopped we get a free kick we carry on That that's the way it is so yeah Interesting comment here from Solent Clarets. Just seeing the interview with the defender who handballed it, he said, what could he do as his hands were by his side? <laughs> it's perfect timing there, uh, Solent Clarets. Yeah. I've not seen that interview, but we were literally just talking about that. I do feel it's unfortunate for him, but it's still a penalty. I, I, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of them. They um, weren't by his side, though, were they? Was that that? No, yeah, well, they, were, they weren't. <laughs> I, th I think, as I said, because he's moved forward, it's kind of hit his arm. Yeah. But they weren't mm -hmm. by his side. But I think he's because of his, I don't know, because of his movement but and the momentum. Momentum in it, yeah. yeah, yeah, big word. The way he's gone in to like block the shot, it's his natural position to put his arm up there. But it's then out of his silhouette, so it's like in that grey area of, is it, um, you know, is it intent or is it out of his silhouette? You know, it's that's the problem with the handball rule. There's no sort of, it's still that's probably the only few rules we've got left in the game that's like yeah. really grey area, and because you can't have your arms by your side and falling over it's just not natural is it but if his arm's there and it stops the ball from dropping a land into Vitinho's feet then it's a penalty and it's a oh it's a free kick you know it, it's that's what it is so yeah yeah still not as said I don't I don't really see what they're complaining about good to see busy yeah. in the chat research Laura um, Beck Holden just some of the names I haven't had a chance to put on the screen yet anti-football's here as well uh, that's that's a, a name from the past but um, I do want to talk about um, I did put a comment up uh, there we go Charlie Taylor, because again, he's playing out of position. So there were some moans and groans when he were there again. Some people saying, oh, I thought, you know, I mean, I mean, and they've been giving a nod over him. But once again, Neil, he's come in and he's done fantastic. And we'll get on to Man of the Match shouts later. But a lot of people, I think, will vote for Charlie Taylor. He was superb again. And that tackle he made at the end, as Scott Hardacre says, brilliant. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, I must admit, I'm one of those where my me, me heart's in my mouth a little bit when he's playing at centre-back because he's got a mistake in him. But... Um... Yeah, that tackle just capped a good performance from him yesterday. Um, it was just, everything about it was just perfect. The timing, just, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, and he was, he was fantastic. Um, some people already say man of the match in the comments. We'll get, we will get onto that later. Um, but Nathan, your thoughts on, on Charlie Taylor as well? Because I think he comes in as well. Obviously, we've got the two other central defenders now with two injured. It's a good job we did get the two others, isn't it? Um, but Charlie's still getting the nod. Why do you think he gets the, uh, gets the nod this weekend ahead of um, Amin? I think he's got that experience, Annie, and I think it's it's testament to him. And you know, there's a few like a few of my mates that, that sort of wanted, probably wanted him out, just to get him out of that Dash old guard team and just get rid of him. And you maybe, and I, I personally thought Dash should have come in in that back end of the transfer and just snatched him up because I thought he, he's probably fits into what he wants to do at Everton. But that's a different story. We shouldn't talk about Dash too much. It doesn't matter to us anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think. The company relies on his experience and his trust that no matter how many games yeah. he sits on the bench. That's exactly it. Company can bring him in and he'll give you 100%. You know, he'll do his job. 
You know, if, if he if he sticks to his job and just defends and defends and defends, it's when he starts drifting, I think, with the ball and tries to be that wing back from centre half again. I think that's when his game gets caught out. But today we're yesterday we're flawless again. He just stuck to his job. Him and uh, Ekdal were, you know, ten yards apart all the way through the game. Um, and the end of the, yeah, he was superb. So. I think that's yeah, probably why he got to... picked, isn't it? Sorry, go on, Neil. Sorry. Yeah. It's because, because we've had a few sort of defensive mistakes recently. Maybe yeah. that's why he's got the nod, just to give that calm head in and just sort of yeah. see the lads through it. Maybe that's why he's got it. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's the it's the, the experience, the level-headedness, like you said, potentially because of the mistakes, but potentially as well because we're going to a team who we know are going to be physical. I mean, might not necessarily be up for it. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. It, it probably yeah. is, but like that company match, thinking, yeah, well, he's a young lad. I'll get someone in who's, who's you know, experienced, done it all before, dealt with these yeah. sort of games in this league, in this country, um, and it obviously it worked. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily mind seeing him on the team sheet. It doesn't bother me. He's, he's never let yeah. us down in that position, so I, I don't see why sometimes there is this. Oh no, not Charlie Taylor playing at centre back because when it, when it, yes, it is a bit of a square peg in a round hole, but he's. He's, he's been fantastic, really. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Obviously, you would rather have a central defender in there if they were all fit. But when he's there, I'm like, I know he's going to do a job. I trust that man, so I don't necessarily worry too much when I do see him on the team sheet. Personally, no, no bother, no bother for me. He's slots in, he slots in, and he comes out, steps in, steps out. You know, he's yeah, he's not a problem. Right, we need players like that. We need players that are happy to play the part. You know, and I think credit to Charlie Till. He's an experienced pro. He could quite easily spat his toys out and. Spice toys out, spice dummy out, and, and said I'm I'm better than this. You know, I've got enough games under my belt to deserve a starting place. But he doesn't. You know, I, I, I to this day I still don't think I've ever heard him speak. Actually, is that like quiet and just level headed and composed? I don't think I've ever heard him talk. So yeah, he's from him, do you? Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't seem the sort to kick off, does he? He seems. No, he seems no. sort of just yeah. It, yeah. it does seem like it gets on with you. As, as you just said then, Nathan, and Scott Hardick has said it in the comments, Taylor could be upset, but he puts puts the shirt on every week when asked and he's the best player on the pitch. And that, that just sums yeah. him up perfectly. A lot of players will be like, oh, this isn't my position. I'm a left-back sort of thing. And this isn't my system. I want to play in a better system. But he doesn't. He just gets on with it. And all we can do is respect that. And every time he does come in, he plays brilliantly for us. There's a comment there on the screen about Ekdal. Do want to talk about him as well. Beck Holden says he's been superb since coming in. Arguably three man in the match performances since coming in and the goal. Mental Nathan, I'll start with you. He's been brilliant, Annie. It? He's my favourite January transfer window signing. I think so far he's been superb. Yeah. Comfortably, I don't understand how he's just come in and then look like he's been here for. He looks like he's been part of the like even before companies that settled at the club and that settled at the team. He looks like he's been here for about five years and. Mm. I can't fault the lad at the minute. That's the only downside. We miss that sort of driving runs that we get with Bayer and Bellis. But yeah, his positioning, his tackling, his heading, his calmness on the ball, his, his reading of the game, he's second to none. He's probably, I'd, I'd probably got to say he's probably the best centre-back at reading the game we've got at the club, which is quite a high bar set because Bayer and Howard Bellis are yeah. pretty decent. But... I don't know how companies or the scouting team, whoever whoever's bought, whoever's picked him out of a crowd, needs a pay rise, sharpish. Yes, yeah. that's a great signing. Yeah, he's fantastic. Neil, your thoughts on Ekdal? I've been nothing but impressed with him. He's coming even against Norwich in his first game. Obviously, that's where he got the goal. Just superb, absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love the guy. Yeah, superb. I mean, last week was the first time I've seen him play like in the flesh, sort of speaking. It's those marauding runs in the back and takes the ball out and he looks comfortable with the ball he looks comfortable going forward comfortable 
almost playing in midfield as well. He's just, yeah, he's superb. And like you just said there, the recruitment team, they've just been, every transfer they've made so far has been yeah. spot on. So we've got some recruitment. We've gone from having a director of football that we didn't know what he actually did to to this. And yeah. it's great. To find, to find a ready-made championship player at such a young age as well, I think that's, you know, you can forget all this parachute FC and all this crap that keeps spouting out but if you've got the money to spend say, then you need to know how to spend it <laughs> and yeah. we're going out and picking out this random Swedish lad that literally nobody in Burnley and I don't care what account comes out and says yeah I've used him on Football Manager once and all that <laughs> no one's heard of him no one's used him no one's seen him and yet he just slots straight in and looks like like I say, he's been here for 10 years and looks like they all seem the same sort of personality don't they every yeah. signing we make seems to be yeah, just slotting into that team and part of the group and just yeah. the same sort of person. It's not. It's no surprise because they all look like mini versions of Vincent Company. You know what I mean? It <laughs> makes sense that we've got probably one of the best centre backs we've had on this planet for the past ten years, and he knows how to pick centre back. And he he sees. I think he sees himself in a lot of these young lads that come through. So if we set up a back three or back two, we're two Vincent Companies in that team. Then I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. I- I think it was you I had this conversation with Neil. I can't remember. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, so I'll ask Nathan. Obviously, Taylor Hedwood Bellis will be back soon. Um, we presume Bale will be back soon. Ekdal hopefully will stay fit. Say in two months, we have all our fit centre-backs. Who are you starting at the back? It's a tough question. See, the idiot on me that plays football manager probably probably try and play a back three and back three and it all goes <laughs> shit. <laughs> wide wide centre-backs. Yeah, yeah. Just get them all in. Can't drop one. No. Um, I, I think Ekdal's not done anything to warrant coming out of that team. Um, I'd probably say probably keep Ekdal and Bayer for one game and let Ard Bellis sort of drip feed back into the team. You know, cause we're making mm. we are more we're making more changes around the 60th minute mark, and you know maybe Ekdal comes out, Albert Bellis comes in. You know, and we do it that way, but I think, yeah, I think Ekdal and Bayer are the the two at the minute. And then, which is mental to say that because Arwood Bellis is, again, a joke of a player. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he shouldn't be in this league. We're, si- we're signing Bayer, aren't we? Are we signing him? I've, I've saw yeah, that yesterday, well, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, I think out, yeah, Nixon put it out yesterday that, obviously, I remember last week, somebody in the comments was saying to us last mm. week that um, the, um, representatives from Munch and Gladbach were over. Uh, I wonder what all this about people were saying. And now it's yeah. come out that we are going to exercise the option to sign him when mm. promotion is sealed. It's obviously a case of, all right, it's looking like we're going up. We might as well wait to make sure that this influx of money is coming in, even though it's looking yeah. likely that it will. But let's just be 100% certain that it is. And then when that money is coming in, we'll sign him. I reckon that's how the conversation's gone. Bay has gone, yes, I want to play in the Premier League. I love Munch and Gladbach, but I want to play in the yeah. Prem, so I want to stay. So, yeah, it's looking like when we go up, Bayer will be signing. And that is, for me, yeah. why I would play Ekdal and Bayer. Because even yeah. though I love Herwood Bellis, I absolutely yeah, love him. I think he's probably is is the best out of the three, or, or has the highest ceiling out of the three. Um, yeah. He's going to go back to City, so let's just yeah. get our own two centre backs bedded in, ready for next season. That's what I do personally, yeah. anyway. Get get I'd him and get Teller signed, and we're all right, aren't we? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say Herwood Bellis is going back to City. You look at probably where City's season's going. They're probably going to have a bit of a rethink over the summer, aren't they? And I think he I, might start opting for. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he'll play. I think. I think we've got no. a good chance of getting him. I think we've got a good chance of getting him for another year. Yeah, I'd I happily think, take I'd, him on loan for another year, or sign him ten mil, and then give City like first refusal, 
Yeah, buy back for nothing. You know what I mean? Just let them have him back for nothing if he turns out. But yeah, I'd have him on loan again. Makes sense. But whether City will do it, they don't tend to loan players out to the Premier League teams, do they? Um, The company, though, isn't it? Something. Again, that's the yeah, the pull. It's like maybe company can go. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a gaffer in a few. Give us Howard Bellis, and I'll be a gaffer in a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the comments are coming in. Probably the quickest they've ever come in, really. So apologies if I, if I haven't I've not seen yours. I'm not reading them out. Um, I do want to talk about yes. Murich. Trucker Jenkins says, yeah, "Good yeah. to see Murich have an almost flawless game too. Made a real good save in the first half and did well on all the crosses." That's the point I want to make. The crosses, the save he was expected to make. So I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to fall into the trap with Murich of. Um, because I love him and the criticism he gets is too far, too far, um, especially for the, the mistake mm. he made. It was a mistake that he made, um, it, but um, the, the stuff that he got on Twitter were too far. Um, but I don't want to fall into a trap of overpraising him for the simple things because I think yeah. that then that kind of like belittles him in a way that we don't mean to. So it's 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 good to see him do well though, but I don't want to I don't want to fall into the trap of, of praising him too much for that save. It was a save he should have made, but it's the crosses he did well on that I was happy. But it shows that it was a, well, it shows that it was just a mistake and that he's not a bad keeper and he's not out of form. It was just a mistake, and I think I tweeted last uh, after it happened that every player makes a mistake. Centrals make mistakes, midfielders make mistakes, defenders make mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. if they make a mistake, it just means we haven't scored a goal or lose possession. But unfortunately, when it's a keeper, it just means a goal. And yeah. he's young, and he made a mistake. But anyways, he was getting it was getting a bit over the top. He got a lot of praise as well, but it was a bit over the top. The criticism he got, but it's just shown that it was a one-off mistake. Yeah. Um, and I think he's he's crucial to how we play. Yeah. Yeah. This this doesn't our style play doesn't happen without a keeper like that. You know. Yeah. You you got to be able to do what he does and be calm with the ball. But is he 23, 22, 23? Yeah, I think yeah, someone like... in the comments, so we always have this debate, don't we, Neil? Someone in the comments always puts straight away, is, is this age? So I think yeah. he's 23. Like to be that, like you got to forget he's playing in a probably title winning championship team, playing some of the most ridiculous football this league's ever seen. He's 23. I think Watford, you know, we, we only know what company said, which was that Murich said he was ill too late. You know, he didn't tell them yeah. that he was ill. Whether that's the truth or not, we'll never know. If if companies looked him, fair enough, he's entitled to do it. You know what I mean? Is what it is. But that's a learning curve. If if Murich was ill and he didn't say it because he just wants to play in this team and get more clean sheets, you know, do this, that, and the other, he'll learn. He'll 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 learn an hard hard lesson there, and he won't do that again. Um, but good players, good people, you know, like good personalities bounce back. You know, without any issues, and he was. Again, superb on Saturday. Did did the basics right, which is something that he's not really had to do. That's the problem. That's my argument. I see a lot as, that I raise as well. He doesn't have to do the basics a lot because we keep the ball so much. You know, he yeah. doesn't get peppered with shots like Nick Pope did or Tom Eaton. You know, Nick Pope looked great at shot stopping because all all he did for ninety minutes was shot stopping. <laughs> it was just a training session for him. So I don't think you know to see him do his come out and claim his cross, his dive for stuff. Um, yeah, just get his basics right is important, I think, after a knockback like that, regardless whether it's he's been hooked or he's ill. I think he's big response from him, so fair play to him, fair play. Look at, um, just what you mentioned, Port there, I don't want to go on about Port <laughs> yeah, too much, no. but everyone compares him, but he made a mistake yesterday. Someone's put yeah. in the comments. Be- be- he made a mistake it was, yesterday. By the way. <laughs> and what a mistake I mean, it was as well, yeah. But all the keepers do it. I have never seen Nick Port, I mean, I've seen him flap at kicking a ball and that, but I have never seen Nick Port absolute crumble like that. 
Newcastle, mate. I live in the northeast, and I tweet, I tweet yeah. as a Newcastle mate that you've ruined him. He's never done that, and you've ruined him. <laughs> yeah. Does he miss the cup final as well? I know this isn't. Yeah, yeah. he does. They've got to start. Is it Carrius? Because really, Dubravka played against us, so he's cup tied. He went on loan to United, didn't he, and played against us. Oh, of course, he in did. The he played cup, against so he's cup tied. So now they, and it's one. Of, it's, it's. I can't believe what Eddie Howe. I know. I don't want to digress too much, but I can't believe Eddie Howe came out and said it's harsh. I mean, it's blatant that. handball. It's How harsh it on harsh? Nick. It's his own fault. It's, it's his own fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel sorry for Nick. It's harsh on Nick, which I think is maybe yeah. the angle he's going with. But he was just saying it's harsh. Maybe it is a handball technically. Like, what are you want about? It's a handball. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll not mention what it. There's a terrible picture of Nick Pope, and it's like the it's land. Its face has landed like on the ball, and the ball's like half squashed, and Nick Pope's face is like perfectly placed on it, and you could almost see in his eyes, he's like, "Yeah, I fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, int- I'd, I'd, I'd like to have seen the Burnley fans' reaction if Mjolnir should have done that. Put it that way. Um, I think oh, hopefully oh. the Newcastle fans have been a little bit more accepting to Nick. Um, because he's he's done so well. Having said that, Murich did well, um, but he got some over the top criticism. Um, just had a comment here from uh, Humongous, great name. Um, you guys think you'll keep out of Martson? I'm a City fan, but he looks quality. I think Sergio Gomez will go on loan, maybe Berlin next season. Played under VK Anderlecht. Uh, we've discussed like who we would sign and stuff on the loan stuff before. Somebody put in the comments as well, Obafemi will be signing permanently as well. I, I kind of see Obafemi as a permanent signing anyway. I know technically yeah. he came in on loan, but the talk was all oh, three million quid. Maybe we couldn't get that over the line then. So we just said about loan now, summer. So yes, he will be confirmed. Bayer's obviously going to be confirmed. I hope Teller's confirmed. I think the one after that will probably be Martson, but whether or not we bring him in permanently, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Neil, I'll start with you. Yeah, just with Teller there, because you mentioned him. I, want, I forgot to mention it last week, but am I reading too much into, into his celebration at Preston when he was doing that? Because a few people like... did that. I think I think Nathan put that up on the Monday Owl page. I've mm. seen a few people mention that. I'm not sure. I, I think th- he just I likes think... coffee. I think he's just a coffee cup. <laughs> no, it is. Because yeah, he was doing that, wasn't he? And I, just, yeah. and I just thought, is, is that him <laughs> suggesting something? But yeah, um, Matson, I don't know. because And we signed his best mate as well. So, um, yeah. Um, Matson, I don't yeah. know because Chelsea aren't doing well, are they? Um, so they might want to call him back and give it a try. Uh, but they're not shy of spending money either, are they? So they might equally just be letting it go. It all on. depends on what happens with Potter, I think. Because, like I said, they spend money now, but that, that's their spending done. They can't spend any more. Like, well, they can spend more, but they're going to have to rein it in now. They've spent big. They've probably only got one or two signings left in them and they need number nine. A right back yeah. isn't their priority. So if Potter stays... I could probably see Matson going back and being sort of Chilwell or James's understudy, um, but I don't. It's hard to say. Does he? We're on a crest of a wave, aren't we? Here, I think the lads that are here kind of want to stay and yeah, they kind of you, enjoy you it. Would and, do, though, yeah. you? You, would, you would want yeah, to stay and be involved yeah. in this. Yeah, it just depends um, on if Chelsea ring Matson up and go, "We want you to come back. We'll give you all the cup games, potentially a little." If they met Europe, that is, but potentially a few little European games. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Interesting. We've got a Luton fan in the chat. He says, Luton fan here. How we never got something out of yesterday's game. Um, interesting, David, to get your opinion. If you want to put more comments in, I will put them on screen, uh, provided they're all clean and, and sensible, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were saying at the top of the show, um, Luton were a very good side. Um was very um, aggressive, but fairly aggressive. Got in our faces, didn't let us play. We have struggled against Rob Edwards' size this season because, of course, we didn't score down at Watford um, when he was the manager there. We only got a goal yesterday thanks to the uh, penalty, really. 
Uh, and yeah, it, it, he, he's been the only manager that stopped us playing because even when we got dicked 5-2 off Sheffield United, we still bossed them for the first 45 minutes. They didn't stop us playing. They just maybe did in the second half, but just more, they bomb, uh, more bombarded us with crosses and stuff like that. Whereas Rob Edwards has pretty much stopped us from playing for 180 minutes. So yeah, Luton were unlucky, but as we've said at the top of the show, it is a sign of a good side. So it'll be interesting, uh, David. In fact, David, if you are still in the chat, I want, I want to hear your thoughts on the penalty. It's a penalty, isn't it? Come on, it's a penalty. And your captain, you need to have a word with him um, yeah. because that was a disgrace. Uh, we've talked about Teller. Um, we've talked about Martson. Um, Barnes, Ashley Barnes, Nathan, this is for you because I have asked Neil this about yeah. six times um, and I did clip it up and put it out as a thing. Obviously, Ashley Barnes' contract runs out in the summer. The club do have an option to extend it on their terms, if they if they want to trigger a one-year contract extension, they can do that. Um, would you trigger that contact extension or would you say, Ray, you've won the league, thank you for everything, Ashley, it's time to go? I, th- I think you've got to let him decide. I think he's been here long enough. You know, like a lot of, you know, so when company finished at City, so he got free reign of what he wanted to do towards the back end, whether he wanted to stay on and be a coach or mm. move on. Or so. I think just let, let Ashley decide. If he, if he feels like he's got another season in him at the Premier League, which I probably would say that he wouldn't sniff at, <laughs> if I'm honest, you know, another year sort of Prem money, I don't think he'd sniff it. But if he feels like he's got something proved by going back to Plymouth or, you know, staying in the Championship, I don't know. I'd still let him decide. I love him, love the guy. I want him to stay forever. He just epitomises the club, you know. Epitomises the town. He gets it for me. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the main thing. I, He's one of the players that I, th- I think yeah. a lot of them do now. To be fair, but when you look at Ashley, he just personifies Burnley. He, yeah. he, He's he, playing like he, a captain, isn't he? At the minute, he is. Yeah. He's yeah. playing he like is. a captain. I said, yeah, I said that in my group chat that he, he's up there. With, he's one of them captains that aren't captain. You know, and I think yeah. that's important going into next year because a lot of these young lads now, like Benson, Zaruri, all these, they ever played Premier League football. They're going to need big voices in that dressing room. And exactly. Corky, Barnsley, Charlie Taylor, these lads, you know, there's probably a few more that I'm missing, but these lads are key, I think. Even if they don't kick a football all season, I think they're massive, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, let him do what he wants. Sign, sign a 10-year contract extension for me. I don't mind. Do what you want, Barnsley. <laughs> Yeah, eight till he's 45. Uh, James, yeah. the lad in the chat says, I want Barnes a part of this team next year. He brings so much to the team in terms of bringing the team together, which is kind of what you two were just both saying, wasn't it, yeah. there? Um, Solent Clarets. I did see this put up by uh, DL Roberts and then the club. He's actually got a 100% rec- uh, penalty record, hasn't he, for us? He's, he's took class. nine penalties, scored nine. He'll be, he'll be knocking on the door of Graham Alexander soon. But mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't re- I didn't realise how, how good his, penalty, his penalties were. Like, He's obviously scored the one at Anfield. That's probably the one I remember the most. Um, but yeah, even if we just keep him for that, I mean, I know we don't get many penalties in the Prem, but yeah. uh, just keep him for that and then and then just have him on. And then if we get a penalty, stick him on. But we yeah, should really bring Graham Alexander back if we're going to do that. Um, Chris <laughs> B says, I agree. Um, Barnes brings a lot, especially off the pitch. And this, I know we've discussed it a few times, Neil, but I think me and you sort of like discussed it last time you were on. The potential of becoming a coach or maybe let him go for a couple of years, finish his career yeah. somewhere like Plymouth, which is where he's from, like Nathan said, and then come back in as a coach and then do all the off-the-pitch things that he can do then. Yeah, we said before, didn't we, him and is it, I think it's him and Cork are doing the badges, aren't they? They've, they've coached a few of the youth team games and stuff. and it's, I think it's showing just by how he is on the pitch that he's got that mentality. So, um, yeah. yeah, I can definitely see him, even if, he doesn't stay. I, I think he will come back in a staff role. 
eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. I, I, I want him to get the testimonial as well. It'll be, it'll be classic. He gets, yeah. a, he gets the testimonial. Does it? Does he get that next Plymouth. season if he stays? I, I, I think so. I think so. You're supposed to get it after ten years, aren't, aren't you? But I, I think I don't years, know. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. But you don't always get it. Obviously, Kevin Long did get one, but I mean, I think he played three <laughs> ben times. Mead. And, ben Mead yeah. didn't get one, did he? Did Ben yeah, Mead get well, one? Yeah, Ben Mead didn't get one, yeah. Um, that's interesting. It might, might be worth some of these. I mean, we, I'm digressing again a little bit, but it might be worth people like Ben Mee, only Ben Mee, really, because Kevin Long's not one of them, coming back, um, not as a player, but sort of like when he's retired or something and having something for him then. Yeah. I don't know. Imagine that yeah. testimonial game, Joey Barton, Dean Marnie, oh, Boydie, Ben Mee, Bashley. Eats and in oh don't don't my little art's going there my little art's going yeah. get Burnley Charlton uh, in a testimonial let's recreate that game. <laughs> the Luton fans back is at his say. Uh, David Kremin says, "Yeah, we knew we had to get in your faces yesterday and not let you play football at the time. I didn't think it was a penalty, but just seeing the highlights back and I can see why it got given. I agree." Then he also goes on to say. Also, there was no need for Lockie to get some silly calls. It, it was a bit silly. It was a bit silly. But at least you've seen the light there, David. I can see why maybe in the ground you didn't think it was a pen. Um, maybe you just, just missed it or somebody was in your way. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, at, at least you saw the lights when uh, – sorry, saw the light when the um, when you saw the highlights. Um, last pretty much thing on the game before we get into Man and Matt shouts and having a look at that beautiful table, as we always end the show with. Uh, I want to talk about Brownhill. Because uh, he seemed to be becoming the scapegoat a little bit yesterday on Twitter. He was getting a lot of stick. He didn't have his best performance. And he has been a little bit out of form recently. But I think we need to remember he, he was playing um, in left mid for a bit. Then he went sort of like defensive mid for a bit. But in the earlier part of the season, when he was playing in that number 10 role, he was fantastic. So if we, I mean, it's difficult to say getting back in that position when you've got so many options in that position now. But I think if we just look at the start of the season, how well he was when he was playing in the position that he wants to play, rather than going left mid and things like that, like he was yesterday. Um, not the best performance, but I think we need to remind ourselves how good Brownell actually is when he's playing in the position that he wants to play. Neil, what did you think about the... Uh, not it, it weren't criticism, really. Well, it was, but it weren't over the top. I, I just felt like Brownell was becoming the scapegoat. And if we didn't get that win, I think people would say, oh, time to drop Brownell, time to drop Brownell. Yeah, there's always someone to blame in that. Um, yeah. No, he, he is out of form, but he, he's been phenomenal all season and he's not playing poorly. He's just not at the level he was. Um, yeah. But it's the amount of games, he's, he's not missed many games. So he's, he's probably due a, a bit of time out and probably a little bit tired and maybe playing with an injury and stuff. Long season. If this yeah, is Brownhill out of form, then I'll take it. <laughs> I think most championship yeah, exactly. teams take, take yeah, an out exactly. of form Brownhill because he's still putting in a shift. Like, you know, he's getting, he's only. Or is, he, is he one more yellow card or two yellow cards away from getting a suspension? But that shows that he's he's making them, and pretty much I reckon all them yellow cards are them sort of like cynical, stopping break. The ones you, you want know, him like, to do. Yeah, you want professional fouls. So, professional fouls. Yeah, yeah. You know and that that's a, that's such a good thing to have, and yeah, he's been been class, an absolute class. I think so. I think he's allowed a few off games here and there as long as it doesn't affect anything. Um, He'll come yeah, good again. He'll come good. Yeah, he will. I, I think if I think if we put him in that position, um, where where he where he wants to play, just in that number ten role or behind the midfield, yeah. in that attacking sort of role, he's very very good. Uh, it's yeah. just at the minute, you know, we have a lot of good players there at the minute. So mm. um, with Goodmanson coming back from injury as well, Teller can play there. Um, 
people like that. And obviously, you've got Benson and Zorori on the wings. Um, and then you've, you've even got players like Darko and stuff that yeah. are still still waiting in the wings. So it's yeah. interesting I, to see what we are going to do with him going forward. Yeah. I think now I were... Because like, at the beginning of the season, like it shocked us all that how we play football. So you can imagine how much it shocked every team playing against us. So we probably had a lot of freedom in that midfield. You know, because yeah. teams just were setting up. They just thought, yep, four four two, set up, Burnley away. You know, we'll we'll just go out and try and beat them. And yet we were just passing the ball around them. And I think now teams are catching on, which is why this back end of the season is going to be a bit... I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to throw anything away because we're not we're going up. I'm going to bag me out on that one. Going up as um, champions. But I think, team, it, you know, I think we're going to find, you know, we're going to find a lot of teams that are going to dig in a bit more. Do a loot and, you know, like... Give us a really tough game and make us earn that three points. Not not just yeah. get the three points like we have been doing. You know they'll make us earn them. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to see how teams are going to set up against us now, isn't it? Because both Watford and Luton have stopped us from playing, and they've had an element of of success. Obviously, Watford got the point. Luton, you know, obviously lost the match. But if it wasn't for the penalty and a, a lapsing error by their defender then they'd have got the point as well. Um, and they have stopped us from playing. We've probably created, I haven't seen the stats, but I bet we've created the least chances in them two games than we have all season. I'm sure someone will tell me I'm wrong in a minute. Um, but that's how it felt in the terms of the bounce of play anyway. So do you think teams will start seeing st- will start seeing teams set up like this more often than not? But it is, you have to be a certain type of team to be able to do it, though, don't you? Like Blackburn tried to stop us, by, stop us from playing. That didn't work. Um, Preston tried to stop us from playing. That didn't work. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how teams do set up against us. Millwall yesterday seemed to go for Sheffield United. So it's one of them, like, if they go for us, I do think we'll pick them off. Neil, how do you think teams are going to set up against us? Do you think they'll try and emulate Watford and Luton? Yeah, I think they will. And someone's just put in a comments and you sort of suggested it. I think they will, but not every team's going to be able to do it. Because um, Luton are a good team and, and Watford are a good team. Um, yeah. And yeah, there you go. Um, there's, there's yeah. Some teams will try it, but they just won't be good enough to do it. And that's where we can exploit it. There's a, there's a common theme happening. It get you know like every, I see it. Someone tweets it saying, "Yeah, they're pressing us, they're pushing us. They can't keep this up. They can't keep this up." And it happens. <laughs> they can't keep it up. I tweeted that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they can't keep it up. These these teams that are coming, they, they can do it well for 60, 70 minutes, but then we'll just throw Benson. Oh well, we can't. We'll throw Zaruri on. You know, we'll put yeah. Femi on. We'll make some change. You know, and they can't keep it up. So it's going to be a t- probably the next couple of. I think the next handful of games are going to be a bit of a tough watch. I think we're going to see low scoring. Tough watches, watches go and beat Millwall five 0 now. But it'll be, it'll be. Yeah, I think there'll be tough watches because teams will set up, and you know you can't blame teams for setting up against us. We're top of the league, seventy odd points. You'd be a fool to try and play football against yeah. us because we just pop teams off if you do. Yeah. So yeah, seventy-two well, points in February. Uh, by the way, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Well, what crack was there yesterday because he came on and went off, didn't he? Yeah, someone asked that earlier tactical, on. It? Yeah, yeah I, 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 tactical, I, not injured, I just presumed it was tactical. No, no. He's come on. Yeah. He, he came on to replace an injured player, didn't he? Was it Teller? Yeah. I can't remember. But he came, came on for Teller. Replace, yeah, Teller. Yeah. yeah, he came on to replace somebody who picked up an injury. And then in like the 87th minute, when we're a little bit under the cost, we've got the 1-0 and you want somebody on with, you know, a little bit more defensive, you know, knowledge about them. It's just a case of, yeah, maybe, maybe just take an ass off and, and thing. I think I think sometimes managers do panic about that too much. Go, oh, we can't take him off because we just brought him yeah. on. Like, well, well, if he's the most susceptible to it, take him off. So, credit yeah. to Anna. So, like, obviously I'm not sports or whatever, but just the clip that I saw of him walking off, <laughs> yeah. he looked absolutely fine with it. You know what I mean? Which, again, speaks wonders about this team. There's an absolute unity of... What Vincent says goes, you know. There's no quite. Yeah. We had a, yeah, there were a break in the game. I can't remember when it were, but all the players, apart from um, 
Muric just wandered over to Vincent. Every single one of them were just sat in silence, having the little drinks, just focused on him. You know, non, not one person were chirping, chirping away, chirping up. They listened to everything he said. And then after that, we went and then got the penalty. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solent Clarence says, tactically, was subbed with Foster in the 92nd minute. Yeah, but I think, I think Foster, I've never seen Zorori head a ball. I've seen Foster no. at least attempt to head a ball. Um, so maybe just was in that as well. It, Sorry, it it just yeah. yeah, yeah. Just I think to stop to pin the ball in there off. I think I think that's what it was. I think they were just to pin the ball, like clear the lines and pin the ball in there off a bit more. Yeah. Um, Foster obviously is a bigger lad and a bit of a bit of a lump, so they could be better at that than Zeruri. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Icky Punk says interesting comment from VK post match yesterday um, about not seeing us at top of the league, but twenty first place in the country. The first time I've heard him allude was being in Prem already. Yeah, I, to be fair, I do sometimes look at. There's a Southampton fan at work, and he was a few weeks back giving us grief. And I'm like, mate, we're literally one place below you. That that's it. We we are <laughs> we, we are going to be in the Prem next season. The chances are you won't, although very good result for them yesterday. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. That that race is hotting up. That Premier League relegation battle is hotting up. But yeah, yeah. it's good to see him say. I, I like it when he says things like that. It, like like you say, Neil, doesn't it? It alludes to him sort of like thinking of us about uh, of 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 one of the one of the country's elites. Yeah, it's that mentality that he's got. Uh, he's, he's got that from his playing days, hasn't he? He's, just, he's a winner, and that and that's how he's going to manage with that mindset. Hmm. Yeah, there's a good. He's, he's, he's good. His company. Yeah, he's he's a humble winner. I think as well. I think I, I, I've always yeah. I've always had my company as a player. He's a humble winner. He's not just a winner. You know, he, he never gets ahead of his station. I think in any times there's been like title races and stuff, and he's had some big says in them title races. But yeah, he always. I think that game against Leicester where he just pumped one in from thirty yards at top bins. Yeah, and after the game, yeah. he's like he's more annoyed about the players telling him not to shoot than talk about that game changing the title race. You know, he, he was, he's quite a humble winner so but I think there's a common agreement that they don't mention do they at the club there's an article from Alan Pace he did that they just ban the word promotion don't they and really? they don't talk about it whatsoever and it's not even in their thinking obviously it probably is deep down that they have to start planning you know with these signings but I think there's a common keep it quiet it'll when it happens it happens sort of thing yeah, well, it's it's yeah. happening. So, Alan, yeah. if you're watching, you need to start talking about it. <laughs> um, maybe even get it tattooed across your chest. Um, but going back, to, in fact, before I go back to the game, I do want to talk about injuries. Is anybody worried? Because that's Benson out, Jay out, um, Bayer out, Harewood Bellis out. Um, did I mention Teller just then? I can't remember. Um, Teller yeah. out, if not. So, so they're mounting up, aren't they? I'm going into, you know... a. a if we were only five points clear, I probably would be a little bit all that. But you know, with like what fifteen points clear of of Middlesbrough in third, and now is it eleven points clear of Sheffield United in second? I will get the yeah. table up as usual before we end the show. Um, but Nathan, I'll start with you. Are you are you worried about the injuries, or are you more than confident in how good our um, benches and our our B team is? I think you have to you have to be slightly concerned because someone like Teller, who is just pivotal, the way he pulled up yesterday. It doesn't, yeah. See, it's a comment there says it was cramp. Um, I don't I'm not know, seen anything official on that yet. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> seeing anything official on that. I, I, because, I think he'll be missing Watford, yeah. Watford, Millwall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you have to be slightly concerned. But just because that that first team is the team, I know the B team is probably just as good as most of the championship. But that first team is the winning team in it. So yeah, and we've got we've still got the FA Cup to think about. You know, do we want to have a yeah, crack at that? I would say, yeah, as a fan, do we want to have a crack at that? But if it's going to cause us more injury, more game time, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got one eye on it. 
Yeah. Neil, your thoughts on the injuries mounting up? They are mounting up, but none of them seem long-term or or anything like that. They all just seem to be sort of just a culmination of how many games we've played and the style of play. You're always going to get injuries. Um, like Barnes went off, didn't he? Um, with his hand, but he's back now. They're all just sort of yeah. short-term-y sort of stuff and cramp. We've had a couple of cramps, haven't we? And so it's not like players are getting stretched off or anything. So hopefully yeah. they're just little knocks. And it maybe it's precaution. Affect. Maybe it's bringing people yeah. off just to stop. It's yeah. you know if they feel the thigh or feel the hamstring, we'll get them off and not risk it. Yeah, you'd like to think Obafemi. Like if Teller is a bit of a serious one, you'd like to think Obafemi and Teller is a straight swap. Um, you know they know each other pretty well, so I think it'd be quite an easy change to make that one. But yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. Hopefully, it is just cramp and he's back by Saturday or, or even Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be very, very, very surprised if we see him on Tuesday. Um, but Jack McCallum in the comments says, "Any idea on Benson's return?" There doesn't seem to be much information about that out there at the minute. I, I don't know if company's a bit like Dash in the sense that he doesn't give too much information away on his injuries. Mm-hmm. But he was warming up um, with the subs and warming down. I think after the Watford game, um, I can't remember. It's back on the grass game. Here we go, back on the grass. Dash Bingo is back. Um, So hopefully he's not too far away, but we shall see with that one. Um, Yeah, Man of the Match shouts then. Get them in in the comments. I'll ask the lads, and then I will read out all the comments and the votes um, in the comments for the uh, Man of the Match. Uh, Actually, just before I do that, and it gives more people more time to get the votes in, because the the, the comments do tend to be about 30 seconds behind. Solent Clarets has said about Teller, uh, VK said, he'll be fine. It's either a bit more than cramp or just a knock. It's his leg, so we'll see. It's a quick succession of games, so I don't know. So there you go. um, What's the word? The official word is, we don't know. It's it's probably just a bit more than cramp, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Anyway, Man of the match shouts. Um, I'll start. I'm going to go with Charlie Taylor. I know we've spoken about him already, so I won't go in with him too, in there too much, but he's playing out of position. He's doing a very damn good job at it as well. You could probably argue that Ekdal was the better like defender yesterday, but Charlie made, made that excellent challenge later on that stops them probably having a very good chance at goal. Um, mm-hmm. And he's never complaining. He's playing out of position and he's doing a damn good job out of it without playing it. So Charlie Taylor's my vote. Nathan. Yeah, um, I, I'm probably going to lean to. I've, I've waxed lyrical about Ekdal, so I'm going to lean towards Ekdal. I think he, on a difficult pitch, on a small pitch, with that absolute monster of a striker that they have, mm. you know, he did. He dealt with him quite well. Um, you know, he carried the ball well. He read the game well. And again, to do it on that pitch, I think screams about the quality of the lad. Um, and I'm just a sucker for a bloke that just wears black Adidas boots. I don't know why it look, it just looks like he's from the nineteen seventies. <laughs> yeah, he's just a class defender, just simple. So I, I'm going to give it Ekdal. I think he's de- he consistently has deserved it over the past few games. So yeah, Ekdal yep. for me. Fair enough. One vote for Taylor on the show. One vote for Ekdal. Neil, which way are you leaning? I'm going. It's it could be either, but I'm going Taylor just for that tackle. That's that's just tipped him over for me because that tackle was just yeah. superb. And as someone's put in the comments as well, I just wanted to say that I think Vettino was mint as well. When yeah, he when he came on, he was brilliant. Uh, Game changer, weren't he? Caused absolute chaos, yeah. didn't he? Just so yeah. unpredictable. Uh, so yeah, I'm going. I'm going Taylor. It was. It was. It could easily be Ekdal or, or um, Taylor, but it's that tackle that's done it for me. 
Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Vitino then, um, because I, I I want to see more of him. Like, he, he, he's so good. He, he, he has had games where he just goes missing, and that's probably the reason why we don't see that much of him. And Vinny probably wants a little bit more consistency out of him. But when he's on form, he's brilliant. Obviously, he scored mm. after about like, three point two seconds against Norwich. Um, so you know, I think it was Norwich. So you know, he has he yeah. has got a lot of quality in him. Uh, but anyway, just going back to the man of the match, Solent Clarence says Taylor. Uh, Phil Wilcock, good to see you in the chat, Phil. I know you came in late, but as usual, you can watch it when the show finishes at your leisure. He says Taylor. Alex says Ekdal, but thought Vitinho was fantastic when he yeah. came on. Simon says Ekdal. Chris P says Taylor. Jack McCullum, the only the only vote that's a little bit different. He goes for Barnes. Man of the match has to be because of the goal or maybe Vitino when he came on because he looked dangerous. And Tony Miller says Ekdal. So everyone pretty much going for the same sort of players. Apart from Jack, but you can understand why Jack's gone for Barnes because Barnes were fantastic again yesterday as well. And of course, nine out of nine in terms of penalties. So it's great to see Barnes doing so well. But lads, unless there's anything else that you want to say, we'll start wrapping the show up. There is something that I do want to do before we go. Yep. Um, obviously, it's become a bit of a tradition now on Turfcast with us doing so well. Funnily enough, I didn't do it much last season, but I do it pretty much every full <laughs> time show this season. But there it is on your screen now when it loads the league table. Now, of course, we won yesterday. Um, where Sheffield United didn't. Uh, they lost 3-2 at Millwall. They've now lost two games in a row, as you can see there on the form next to their name. Millwall are on some great form. They've won their last five, potentially even more than that. Um, obviously, the form that we're looking at on screen only goes through uh, to, to, to the last five games. But the, the race for the race for the championship is, is extending, which is good for us. Like the actual championship title is looking like we're running away with it. 11 points in February. Yes, of course, it's not mathematical and we can be caught. But that would mean there has to be a point swing of 22 games for us to not win the league. Sheffield United have lost seven games this season. Middlesbrough have lost 10. We have lost two. So for them, for any of them to catch us, we're going to need to be... what? What is the, how many games is there left? Is it 14? We're going to have to lose, what, four games minimum out, out of that for, for, for Sheffield United to catch us. And that's if they win every single game. My maths ain't great. So if no. I, I apologise if I get something wrong here. And if Middlesbrough are, um, what, 15 points behind us and our goal difference is far superior, we need to lose five games and draw one if they win every single game. It's not going to happen with the greatest of respect. We might lose a couple more games between now and the end of the season because, you know, we'll take our foot off the gas a little bit because, you know, we're pretty much there. Um, but that league table looks brilliant, doesn't it, Nathan? Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. It's 19th of February, by the way. Just put some context on them, 72 points. It's 19th of February. That's mental. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. You know, that... Hang it in the Louvre. Hang that in the Louvre. Yeah. I think with Sheffield United as well, I don't think you win. You don't win many leagues by losing seven games. I don't think, mm. and you know, drawing. So I know we've had too many draws for my liking on there, but I say for my liking with seventy-two points in February. But yeah, I think <laughs> seven seven defeats is probably a bit too many. Um, so hopefully, when we come to play them again back in the season, we stick another one of them on there. Yeah, extend that league. Neil- Apologies, but when I put the comments up, they do they do go above your face um, now that they've gone into <laughs> this format. But um, Phil Wilcott thing. says, <laughs> yeah, Phil Wilcott says four wins from fourteen, and Chris P also says four wins should be enough for us to go up five to win the title. I mean, as as we've as me and Nathan have already said, it, it's looking like you know we're going to win the league. We're going to we're going to go up. Um, I know you're pretty confident, though, you, Neil. Are you still confident? Yeah, still confident. It's, I mean. The other thing that to look at there is we've scored sixty three, so that's the most in the league, and we've only conceded twenty seven, and that's the most, that's the least I can see there as well. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's we're not going to yeah, The num- numbers are a joke. The they? numbers are just <laughs> ridiculous. I, so, I, I don't think we will do it, but I sort of want to get that record off Reading now because I think that because we've already won the league now, there's nothing more to look forward to. I, don't, well, I mean, there's obviously something to look forward to, but I want to go and get that record because it'll just it will put a cap, it put the icing on the cake. I think that yeah, yeah, we've gone up not just as champions, but the best champions in the championship ever to play in the championship. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting because I I think once we go up and then we've won the title, I think. I don't know. I don't know if Vinny will, will allow it, but it's just it's just natural for players yeah. to take the foot off the gas, whether Vinny allows it or not. It's yeah. just natural, I and I just I just think we'll start drawing a few games, yeah. maybe losing a couple. Um, who knows? I That's, I think the I was saying that yesterday. You know, I was saying that yesterday. Yeah. I said the minute the minute that we either win the league mm. or promotions sort of confirmed, we'll probably start losing games. I yeah. don't think. I mean, it's just I, that. You, you remember that City's team that won the league? I think it was like. Back end of April, and they wanted that hundred point tally, and they celebrated that hundred points more than the title win. You know, yeah, and that yeah. was because yeah, maybe it's that, you know, yeah. co- that's company, that's pet, that's Dibra, that's all them big names putting their foot on the other players' throat, saying you win, you keep winning. Yeah. You know, the job's not done, you keep winning, and I think, I think it might even just make us even worse. I think it'll make us even harder to beat <laughs> once hopefully, we win the league personally. Hopefully. But that, that's, that's the winning mentality think. that we know that company yeah. has, to be fair. So yeah. hopefully that is the case. Chris P says, can we reach 100 points? I've just had a quick Google. And the last yeah. time we won the championship was obviously 2016, where we got 93 points. We only lost five games all season that season, but we lost obviously all five in the earlier part of the season uh, and then went on the uh, 23 undefeated run. So it's, mm. it's interesting. It's interesting. The last thing I do want to chat about, uh, which Beck Holden has very politely reminded me about it, is who do you guys think is going to get second? I still think it was Sheffield United. I know people love to go with momentum in football because momentum is a big thing in football, as Phil Brown once told me. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think Sheffield United are. If you look at them on paper, yes, Middlesbrough are having a great run of form. There's always teams that have this great run of form at this stage of the season but they peak a little bit too early and then they start fading as the running comes in. So I think Sheffield United will, will turn it round and I do think they'll still finish second. What about you? I'll start with you, Nathan. We'll just go and order at screen. Yeah. Um, if you'd have asked me before that result of theirs yesterday, I'd be like, yeah, second place is done. But that's a bit of a wobble that, you know, do, losing 3-2 to Millwall in the manner that they did. Um, if I was Sheffield, when, Sheffield United, sorry, uh, if I was Sheffield United fans, I'd be a bit... <laughs> I'd be a bit wary. I'd be a bit wary. Yeah. I think they're going through the same things we are. That teams are figuring them out. Teams are getting at them now. Um, you know, and you look at their form compared to ours. There's a lot of reds on there. There's not many on ours. So, and you look at Middlesbrough. <laughs> there's, there's just greens on there. So, I don't know. Car- probably Car- done Middlesbrough. an amazing job there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's done really well there. Obviously, if if Carrick, if Carrick was at the start of the season, their manager, mm. it'd be us and Middlesbrough yeah. battling for the championship, the title. Like, we'd probably both be on Do, 72 points or something like that at this stage. Random subject yeah. here, but does it not make you feel power old that Vincent Company and Michael Carrick are yeah. like flying yeah. in the championship as managers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. only 30, but my God, I feel old. <laughs> it's mate, only 30. <laughs> 35 over here, mate. so you're making me feel old now, but um, it's, uh, I mean, obviously I, I do like to chop and change the guests and sometimes yeah. I'll have Vizzy on, sometimes I'll have um, one of the lads from Talk BFC on, so it's always good to have the older generation on with me and comments <laughs> like that, it makes me feel a little bit better, um, but yeah, um, 
uh, Neil, who do you think is going to finish second then? Are, are you thinking Middlesbrough? Are you thinking Sheffield United or potentially even a late surge from Luton or Sunderland? Because Sunderland in decent form as well, or am I getting a little bit carried away there? It's, got to, it's going to be one of uh, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough probably, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be one of Sheffield United and Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough might do. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Middlesbrough because I do think Sheffield United are going to wobble. Um, yeah. And Borough's form, it's clearly not a new manager bounce because it would have ended by now. Um, yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, interesting way of playing Borough pretty soon as well, aren't we? Yeah, um, as Sol and Clarence points out in the chat, only one more hard game left for Burnley. Yeah. Borough away. Maybe after Tuesday, maybe after we've still got to play Millwall away, yeah? yeah. Uh, and Blackburn won't be a walk in the mm. park like it was at the turf because uh, their pitch is horrendous and they probably won't water it again between now and March just because they're waiting for us <laughs> to come in. So um, we will see. But um, yeah, it's interesting, I think, because that's that. Someone put in the comment earlier, um, would love for us to beat Sheffield United and drop them to second, but we're still going to play both of them. We've got to play Sheffield United mm. and Middlesbrough, yeah. Obviously, Sheffield United is at home, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And also, Sheffield United don't play Middlesbrough either. You know, they don't have to play each other anymore. Um, mm. So, it, it's it's the, they're just chasing their own destiny, destiny there. There's no six-pointer in that third or second, so it'd be interesting to see who can focus on their own game more, I think, and just keep doing their bits. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it then. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to add, we'll start wrapping it up. Um, Nathan, been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Neil, uh, official Turfcast panelist, he is now. Uh, so thank you for for being readily available on a Sunday morning. We all have we <laughs> all have families and stuff. We all have families and stuff. So I know it's difficult for for people to come on sometimes. So I always appreciate it. Um, Nathan, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your? Because you you you're the you're the latest kid on the podcast block, aren't you? <laughs> podcast block. So yeah, try it. Everyone know where they can find you and your page. Yeah, trying to. So I'm a Burnley Mundial. Um, just going to throw some bits out there, try and give the podcasting game a go. I don't think I'm going to be as frequent as most of the other lads because then can't compete with them boys. They're, they've set the they're the Burnley of the podcast world at the Championship at the minute. So I'm just going to try and put some stuff out there. You know, jump in. Any ideas? Any tips? Any thoughts? Let us know. But yeah, Burnley Mundial. Have a look. Yeah, where can people find you on socials and oh, stuff? Is it just yeah, at yeah. Burnley Mundial? And... Yeah, just on Twitter and um, uh, YouTube at the minute and the podcast, I've managed to set it all up. So it now goes out to everywhere you can find your audio versions of it all. So Apple Podcasts, Google, you know, Spotify, it's all on there. So yeah, yeah, it'd be nice if you check us out. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely go and check them out. And Neil, you're just Neil. You don't have I'm any just stuff. just me. You're yeah. Turfcast <laughs> official panellist. Right, that, that is going in my bio. You're laughing at your beer right, in 10 I'll... seconds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna check it. Um, but if you have joined the show late, I know there's a lot of people that have joined the show late, like Phil um, and people like that. Natalie Davis, that's the first time I've seen your name. So if you have joined the show late, obviously when I end the broadcast, give it a couple of minutes, refresh the screen, you can watch it back um, at the start. And if you are uh, one of the lads that's coming or lasses uh, that's coming and watched a bit of it, but thinks oh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it when I'm going on my long drive to work tomorrow. Don't worry. As soon as I end this now. I'll get rip the audio out, stick it out as a podcast, so the podcast should be available within around half an hour, however long it takes Spotify and iTunes and Google to 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 do what they do and stick it on their platforms. But lads, once again, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, really, really do uh, appreciate it. Um, Nathan, you've just got a new follower. Phil Wilcock has said he oh, has nice followed one. you, so there you go. Cheers, it's Phil. always good. 
Yeah, it's always good. If you're setting up a Burnley podcast, come on Turfcast for a bit and I'll, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll help you out. Um, but yeah, thank you lads for coming on. I'll be in touch about any future shows. Um, it's been a pleasure. been a great chat. Thank you to everybody for watching. Thank you to everybody for commenting. Thank you to all your listeners. And I will be doing a pre-game show for the Millwall game. It's just when I do it, it might be tonight. I'm not sure. It'll probably be tomorrow. I need to speak to a Millwall fan, to be honest. But um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, listening and commenting. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.